You're listening to the CAD Manager Confessions Podcast, Episode 5. Today I'll be talking about the tactics to help improve the quality of your plans. And now play the intro. Hi, I'm your host, Eric DeLeon, and this podcast is for CAD managers and their pursuit for the perfect set of plans. Each week, we'll be doing deep dives into what CAD managers deal with every day as they manage and mentor their CAD team, build and enforce standards, develop best practices, and provide leadership and vision to the firm in the implementation of new technologies. With an extensive career as a CAD manager, I'm here to confess all my lessons learned, strategies, and all my project delivery secrets. If this sounds like the right place for you, then let's get started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Eric DeLeon here, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the CAD Manager Confessions Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about the tactics on how to ensure you have a solid set of plans all the time. So let me ask you this. Do you feel that the quality of your plan sets have room for improvement? If so, this is the episode for you. So let's get to it. When I hear this, I usually ask who's doing the drafting or plans preparation within your organization. The vast majority usually answer, well, that would be our EITs, designers, or engineers. And then I pause, look at them, and say, well, that's the problem. I don't want to take away from EITs, designers, and engineers. They are very smart people, and some do a decent job at drafting, but... They haven't been formally trained in drafting basics and best practices when it comes to the preparation of plans. So if your plans have room for improvement, then get them into the hands of CAD professionals and let them do what they do best by drafting up all of your plan sheets. Now, I know that's not a reality due to the nature of the different cultures and the different makeups of all these different teams across all the AEC firms. Now, one of the challenges is what happens if your CAD professionals are the ones drafting the plans and there is definitely room for improvement? Well, I'll address them later in this podcast. I've also witnessed when the group of non-CAD professionals that does the plans production, the quality of their primary work may dip as they aren't able to focus on their primary tasks 100% like engineering, design, calcs and specs. If you have a culture that has what I call a hybrid model for plans production, which means EITs, designers, and engineers are going to draft up the plans for your organization, here are a few things that you need to follow. Number one, EITs, designers, and engineers will need to study the firm's or client's CAD standards. No exceptions. You have to know your resources to be able to know what needs to be on the plans, and how it needs to be shown. Number two, CAD templates. Everyone needs to be on the same page from the get-go, so make sure that you have a project kickoff meeting that's beyond scope of work, when milestones are due, budget. You need to have a production kickoff meeting as well that lets you discuss what standard version you're using, what client standard you're using, 
where files are located, project name, and other kind of project resources. If you do this, I guarantee you, you will see improvements in how the information is coming together. Number three, have a CAD drafting cache. You may ask what that is. Well, for me, I've been doing these for, for many, many years. And basically it's having commonly used drafting elements to aid in the continuity of the plan set. So I know lots of people have these buried in tool palettes or in drop-down menus. And so what I do and have my team do is that we actually have these common drafting elements to the outside of our border or the outside of our working area and our CAD template. This will include North Arrow, dimensions, any other common drafting symbologies. We try to throw it in scale bars as one, um, title text. Again, we're just trying to have these common elements because when I'm checking plans, to be honest, these are the things that I'm seeing all the time that's over and over again. Somebody didn't follow the standard abbreviation. Somebody didn't follow the text, the text size, the text style. Um, somebody, you know, has dimensions crossing each other, things like that. And I'm pretty sure you've seen those perpetuated over a set of plans as well. So get ahead of it. Try to, you know, level the playing ground by having these elements readily available so that way the team can use them as needed. Number four, a plans preparation checklist. These are good because these really help the team know what needs to be on the plan set. I know we do some work for a local DOT and they have these checklists that are used for what's what's required or what's expected at you know these different milestones. So these are great, especially if you have a team that's not totally in sync with what the client may want because again, they're not doing this day in and day out. So I recommend that you print these checklists out have your EIT's designers and engineers refer to them. And so that way, when as they prepare their plans and put their details together, they can follow the standard. And then once you put these plan sets all together, they look like one firm did it, not different, the different subgroups doing their own, their own thing. And then it makes a very um, disconnected uh, plan set. Number five. Regularly self-checking by EIT's designers and engineers to assure everything is consistent. Let me tell you, I'm checking plan sets day in and day out all day. And one of the big things is that there's a lot of simple things that could be caught to help improve the quality if somebody would just take the time to print them out, view it in Bluebeam or Adobe. For me, I'm old school. I'll print it out on hard copy. So that way I can truly see what it looks like since at the end of the day, our clients, the contractors, the subconsultants, subcontractors, everybody's going to be using the hard copy of the plan. So we've got to make sure they look good and that they're consistent. So just, you know, print it out, take a look at it. Those things are the opportunities in the moments that you'll be able to see if something didn't print right, or there's some overlapping text somebody misspelled the project name, you know, just take advantage of those and make sure that you're doing regular self-checks. Number six, 
we have to train the EITs, designers, and engineers in drafting best practices. If you're going to have a culture that's like this, you're not going to where you have the non-CAD professionals doing the drafting. You need to train them. Whether or not you need to use one of your CAD power users, or maybe you bring in a consultant to come help you, this needs to be done because I'm noticing that again, just little things are going through, and again, these these non-CAD professionals they went to school to be engineers. They went to school to become environmentalists, to become, you know, civil designers. Drafting is necessary because it's part of the dynamic of the team and getting plans out, but they're not training people in school for that if you're going on the professional track of being a professional engineer. So get them trained up. So that way, you know, if this is the culture you have, we got to do something in order for us to be able to have the best product that we're putting out day in and day out. And there's no excuses, no excuses to that's not my job or I didn't know. Well, you have access to the, all the standards that all the CAD professionals have to, and you have all the access to all the other kind of resources. You guys had to come up with a game plan and see where you can dig in and learn some of this, you know, for you that have to do it uh, because it's the nature of your culture. Well, it is what it is. So um, step up and, and learn where you can. Number seven, I really truly believe that you need to have the plans reviewed by a CAD professional before a submittal, if your culture has that. This way, you can ensure that the standards are followed, that drafting best practices were used, and elements are consistent from sheet to sheet. If you don't have somebody going through and taking a look at the stuff, the sheets before it goes in, it can be embarrassing. So just take the time to have somebody else look at it. If you can have a CAD professional who's very familiar with the standard that you're delivering, have, have he or she do it. So that way you can make sure that everything is, is presented in the way that it's supposed to. Now, again, if your firm is running a hybrid model, these steps will definitely help you in the improvement of the quality of your plan set. And as great as these steps are to aid in the process, there is one more thing that I believe you still need to have. It's almost like the secret sauce to all of this. Want to know what that is? I'll tell you right after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. So you want to know what the secret sauce is? One word. Ownership. Again, if your firm is running a hybrid model, which means EITs, designers, and engineers are doing their own drafting, then those professionals will need to take ownership in drafting up their own sheets. Since this is their secondary focus, which takes away from their primary focus of engineering, designing, estimating, and doing calculations, they will need to dig in a little extra and take ownership by the horns. I know this may sound like a no-brainer, but since drafting isn't their primary focus, I've seen and heard it all. The main reply is usually, well, we have all the information on the sheet and it's correct, so if it doesn't look completely right or doesn't follow the standard, that's okay with me since the information is correct. Wrong. Our plan sets are probably the biggest marketing asset that we create since it gets distributed to the owner, the client, the contractor, the sub consultants, the subcontractors, and others. 
I mean, these plans get emailed and copied over and over again throughout the life of the project. So lots of eyes are on them, which means that there should be a sense of urgency to ensure they look good, they are easy to understand, and have adequate information to be used effectively during construction. The last thing I want is for the client to be unhappy with the product that they just paid for, or to have the plans trashed by the contractor because they are unclear, unorganized, and the lack of details or information to construct as required. That's why, in my opinion, ownership is the key, because we have to do better. We want to do better for the sake of our firm's reputation, but also for the sake of our personal reputation. All of our names are on it. And at the end of the day, even if your name isn't on it, your company's name is on it. That should be a reflection of the work that you're doing. You are an employee of that company, so that's where I believe ownership is a huge stake in all of this. Enough about the EIT designers and engineers. Let's talk about the CAD pros within your organization and the role they play in making sure you continue to deliver high quality plant sets. Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait until the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you found the things we talked about valuable, I would be honored if you would subscribe or leave a review. Until next time, good luck and stay true in your pursuit for the perfect set of plans.